Good day, everyone, and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you've decided to join us. We are less than a month away from the November elections this year. This is an off year for members of Congress, for the state legislature, and for all of our statewide positions, but there are still really important races on your ballot. Lots of local decisions to be made. Here in Detroit, we're going to decide whether Mayor Mike Duggan gets a third term, we'll elect a new city council, and we'll decide whether or not to adopt a number of ballot proposals. My next guest is running for one of the most important positions in Detroit government, city clerk. Now, the clerk, among other things, is the guardian of safe and properly executed elections here in the city. And I don't think it's an understatement to say that that's an area where we need some real improvement, where things often go awry on election day and people's access to the ballot often is at stake when those things go wrong. Denzel McCampbell is a voting rights activist who has served as communications director for Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib and as a member of the Detroit City Charter Revision Commission. He hopes to deny incumbent Janice Winfrey another term, saying that the current clerk hasn't met some of the most basic requirements as the city's top elections and record-keeping official. Denzel McCampbell, welcome back to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. So let's start here. Uh, We talked with you during the primary about uh, your hope to get into the general election to challenge Janice Winfrey. Now you're here. Uh, What's different? about uh, the campaign at this point? What, what should we know now that perhaps we didn't know when uh, you were just trying to clear that primary field uh, to be the one to challenge uh, the current clerk? Absolutely. So what's different now, I would say, is you know we were going into the primary election hoping that many of the issues that we saw with the election administration in the, the city of Detroit would change. And, and unfortunately, we continue to see similar problems crop up. One, um, as you know, we still have folks not get their absentee ballot on time or got them late. You know, information about the election came in, you know, a week before the election happened, but five weeks after absentee ballots went out, you know, we had polling locations still opening up late and we had wrong times posted at some of the locations. So, you know, as we're into the general it's, it's very unfortunate that we're continuing to see these issues, but for our campaign personally and, and, and what we've seen, we've seen a lot of energy of folks wanting change. You know, in the in the t- that time period, we have seen, you know, more of our city council members in the headlines and folks really demanding for more transparency that to, can turn into accountability. And what I've been telling folks is that the city clerk, the clerk of the council could provide that more transparency. You know, just recently in the Detroit Free Press, uh, folks with the Detroit documenters uh, talked about how they're still facing problems, even getting minutes and voting records of uh, members of the city council so that they could post their information online. So what has changed is that, you know, we're in a position that these problems still are occurring and we need a new city clerk and we are having more energy around that. And, and I hope that folks will, on November 2nd, take that into account and, and elect me as their next Detroit city clerk. And in fact, you say that to fix 
the broken relationship between the city and abandoned voters, you want to organize a door-to-door engagement effort. Uh, first of all, what do you think those voters need to hear to get them engaged again in the process? What would you say to voters on this kind of door-to-door engagement? Absolutely. You know, what I think what actually needs to happen on that, that door-to-door engagement is that we need to hear from voters, right? What I tell folks is that the first question we need to ask voters is, what issues are important to you? How are they impacting your daily life? So for example, if we, we come across a young family and they're saying, we need more recreation options in our neighborhood, we can take that information and say, you know what, you're exactly right, let's, let's connect you to your city council person or the mayor who has control over the Parks and Recs depa- uh, budget. Or here's the Parks and Recs department number if you need new equipment in your park so you can actually engage them and be active in our city government. And what we know and what I know from my work in community organizing and doing voter rights advocacy is when we actually talk to folks about what issues are important to them, they're going to feel more empowered to be a part of city government. So it's not us actually talking at them is having a conversation with representatives of your government and working together in really a co-governance model and to increase civic engagement. I know in that effort, I plan to touch every registered voter in a four-year term and to have that conversation, I know turnout will increase. And also, you know, after the fact, after they go to the ballot box, we'll have a more engaged electorate. Hmm. So I know that you, uh, you have done a lot of things uh, in, in the time that you've been working and, and, and as an activist here in Detroit. But uh, Janice Winfrey has a lot of years of experience being the clerk. She has a lot of years of experience running that office. And there are lots of people who have very strong criticisms of some of the things that she's done. But there's no question that she is in charge and has had the time to figure out the many different parts of that work and to master a good deal of it. You've never had a chance to do any of that kind of work. So I wonder if you can make the case to our listeners why you would be able on day one, for instance, to manage the work of the clerk's office and to manage it better than Janice Winfrey, who has been doing it for so long. Absolutely. And, you know, Stephen, I don't want to take away the years that the current incumbent has had in this office, but I also would encourage folks to look back on a track record and that will give insight into why a change is needed in the office. And to talk about my experience, what I'll tell you is that from the start of my work in voter rights and election protection, I was one of the folks who helped recruit folks, both legal and non-legal folks, to go to polling locations when there were problems to make sure that folks, if they were eligible, that voters actually had a chance to vote a regular ballot. If there was issues that came up, I was one of the folks who trained volunteers to go out to handle that on election day. And afterwards, when we get that information back, I would meet with clerks across the state to say, okay, you know, you've had a lot of long lines. Let's work together to reconfigure polling locations. A lot of reports on you requiring people to show their ID when that's actually not the case in Michigan, you can sign an affidavit. Let's revamp your uh, election, your poll worker training. Also, you know, in Congresswoman Tlaib's office, I advised on voting rights legislation. I was part of the early planning group around the promote the vote effort to increase access to the ballot box. And just recently in 2020, the fall of 2020, I helped I managed a 30 million dollar program across eight states 
to teaching people how to vote safely in a pandemic and also pushing back against disinformation of elections. So with that, I know election law. I know the policies and the processes in the state of Michigan when it comes to voting and election administration. And what I'll tell you is that what we have right now as we're looking at, you know, their ballot proposals on a ballot that folks don't know about, you know, I get calls every day. Their, folk, their positions on the ballot that folks are still wondering what they do. So while the current clerks may have years in that office, what I'm putting forth to folks and why I run is that there's time for a change. And what I'll do, I'll ensure that we're working together with stakeholders in the community, with voting rights experts, with election administration experts to make sure on day one, we're ready to go and we're going to improve the processes across the city of Detroit. I'm going to be ready on day one because of my experience, but also I'm going to bring folks around me who also know this, who are experts in their area to make sure we're doing what's right in the city of Detroit. I'm talking with Denzel McCampbell. He is a candidate for candidate for Detroit city clerk in the November elections. Uh, right now, he uh, is a communications uh, specialist for Congresswoman uh, Rashida Tlaib. We're talking about his candidacy for Detroit City Clerk. We're also talking about the work that has been done by Janice Winfrey, who is the current clerk of the city of Detroit. We'd love to hear from you during this conversation as well. What questions do you have for T- Detroit City Clerk candidate Denzel McCampbell? What do you think of the ways that the clerk's office has operated in Detroit in recent years? What improvements would you like to see? And what do you think are the biggest threats to our elections and to voter engagement in the city or anywhere else in Michigan? This is an issue that, of course, came to a really ugly head during the 2020 elections when Detroit and Detroit officials were accused of permitting all kinds of cheating during the presidential election. Of course, there were no solid allegations of that. There was no evidence put forward ever that that happened. But I think it's fair to say that we don't have the smoothest or most effective elections process in the city of Detroit. There are lots of things that don't work. There are lots of things that don't work as well as they could. And there are lots of instances in which the access to the ballot that all of us have a right to Uh, just fall short. Uh, So give us a call and let us know what you think of the clerk's race, of the job that the current clerk is doing, and what you might have to ask someone like Denzel McCampbell, who says he can do it all better. Uh, As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit today, um, and we'll work you into the conversation that way. Before we get to the listeners, Denzel, I want to talk just a little about the funding for the clerk's office. This is one of the issues that the current clerk points to frequently when she talks about the shortcomings that exist. That's not something that's in her control, and yet she's always going to be held accountable and you would if you were to to succeed her you would be held accountable for the performance in that office talk about the current funding whether you think it's sufficient and if not how you might get more funding how you might find more money to make sure that uh, especially the elections process runs a little smoother 
Absolutely. You know, I, I do not think that the current clerk or the Department of Elections has sufficient funding. What I'll tell you is that what has traditionally happened is that we always hear after the fact. When there, when there are problems that are coming up, we always hear after an action has been done. It's like, oh, I don't have the funding for it, right? You know, half the ballot boxes were taken up during the primary, and then the clerk pointed to, oh, it was a funding matter. Well, if we have had, we could have had that communication um, outwardly. We could have had folks in the community, organizations, you know, uh, uh, nonprofits and folks help to fund drop boxes because we're still in the midst of a pandemic. So as we're moving folks more towards absentee voting, that could have been something that we do not deprive folks of a drop box. You know, I had a story, I had folks call me and say, I drove up to a drop box that I had in 2020 and I saw, I saw five cars behind me do the same thing and the drop box wasn't there. So did those folks actually go to another location or did they not vote at all? So what I'm putting forth is that in the funding I will be a city clerk who appeals to the city council and the mayor's administration because they have to have a part in elections and civic engagement. If you're going to run, if you're going to be a public official, if you're going to be an elected official, if you're going to be someone who is a public servant, you should be dedicated to elections and civic engagement as well. And I'm going to use my platform to make that known and to make sure that residents are demanding that of our city council. But also what I'll say, Stephen, is that we have to build up relationships relationships with nonprofits. We have to build up relationships with folks who are dedicated to election protection and uh, voting rights to also have those funds come in, to also have that support as well. And, you know, as you talked about the attacks on voting rights, you know, what we have in Lansing right now is an initiative that's going around that will prohibit that type of funding. So we also need a city clerk who will use their platform to say, no, these things, these are things that work. These are partnerships that we should have in our Detroit City Clerk's office to increase funding, to increase the resources that we have, to make sure that we are engaging every voter in the city of Detroit. Hmm. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. You can also go to the Facebook page here at WDET, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag us, and we'll try to include you in the conversation that way. Let's start with Michelle in Detroit. Michelle, what's on your mind? Hi there. Hi. Um, I am a Detroit voter, and I think my biggest concern is that uh, with Detroit being the biggest, one of the biggest voting districts in the state, um, basically how Detroit votes can influence particularly presidential elections. So it's just extremely critical that the voting process runs smoothly in Detroit. We've seen issues uh, time after time with that, with the current um, city clerk. Um, and I am completely sold on Mr. McCampbell's argument that we need better voter education in advance. I consider myself a very educated voter and have had major challenges getting information on, uh, for instance, ballot proposals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle, I appreciate the call and your perspective on this. Denzel, talk about how you would change the things that Michelle is experiencing in particular and what is going wrong now that people are experiencing that that you could fix. Michelle is absolutely right. And again, as she brought up the ballot proposals, as I said, Stephen, I get multiple calls a day about those now. Mm -hmm. You know, 
There is a, we've seen this election connection newsletter that goes out. And as I mentioned, you know, in the primary went out a week before the election and, you know, the current clerk pointed to paper shortages, but you had candidates across the board sending out mail. So I don't know where that shortage was, but we also need to go further than just sending out the newsletter and the mail. We have to be partnered with media organizations, running PSAs about what's on the ballot, uh, doing inexpensive digital ads on social media. We have to meet folks where they are, and we have to be doing things such as radio ads and PSAs to get that information out. Having a accurate and updated website. You know, that's not actually happening right now uh, with the Detroit City Clerk's Office. So what I'm putting forth is bringing the City Clerk's Office into the 21st century, using all the tools at our disposal, using relationships that already exist, block clubs, neighborhood associations, the various civic engagement organizations across the city of Detroit, and having education early on before even anyone gets their ballot and having repetition so folks can remember, oh, I know what a police police commissioner does. I know what this ballot proposal means. I know all of this education off election year and election year so that we have a more engaged and educated electorate. So folks aren't, when they get in their ballot, I've gotten calls from folks to say, I don't even know if I should send my ballot in because I don't know about these proposals. And that absolutely breaks my heart because this is, it, it turns into a disenfranchisement. We have to have a wide range of information coming out of our city government so folks can feel empowered to make a decision and to have their voices heard. Mm. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. Byron on Twitter says, I used to cover charter commission meetings for Detroit documenters and was impressed with Mr. McCampbell's passion and professionalism. I'm going to vote for him and also urge others to do the same. He says the Duggan Gilbert machine is hard to beat. They mail out glossy mailings full of lies. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure, not sure they are involved in this particular race, but that's an interesting data point. Uh, as well. Uh, Let's go to Keisha in Detroit. Keisha, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me, Steve. Uh Um, So, Denzel, I would like to know how you would, as city clerk, increase transparency in city government uh, with all the FBI raids and ongoing corruption that's being exposed in City Hall. I would like to know how you, as the clerk of the council, as, as you say, would um, make sure that we have the utmost transparency in our government. Great question, Keisha. Thanks very much for the call. Denzel, go ahead and answer. Thank you, Keisha. You know, as the clerk of the council, as I mentioned, right now, you know, as, as you mentioned, Keisha, the FBI raise, and even just the, you know, the city council is deciding on very important matters, not only uh, ordinances, but where our tax dollars are going, you know, developments and such. But if you wanted to see, if you were, if your council member right now is asking for your vote in re-election, you say, okay, I want to go back and see how you voted on matters. You can't do that right now online. You know, you have to call down to the clerk's office. You have to wait for them to send you that information. I hope that you get it. And that is document. I'm just not saying it. Other folks have brought that forth in the editorial piece that I mentioned. So what I'll do is make sure that First and foremost, that the minutes are online for you to access for a city council meeting, that the voting the voting uh, uh, records and agendas on the, how they vote on agenda items are online, that we're actually having, that you have that at one click. But also, if you don't have access to the internet, we're going to make sure that you're getting that immediately, right? And we're going to also, you know, I watched a city council meeting in Los Angeles, 
And you could see in real time online how a council member was voting on agenda items. So I will work with the administration to ensure that we have the IT capabilities to do that on our city council meetings. You know, transparency increases accountability. And when you have increased transparency and accountability, it helps to root out the corruption. And what I'm telling folks is that Detroiters, myself, I am tired of seeing our elected officials in the headlines for wrongdoing. I'm tired of seeing our officials in the courtroom for wrongdoing. And as a city clerk, I'm going to be dedicated to transparency in what I can do, not only with this clerk of the council, but ensuring that our records are digitized and make sure that they have, that residents have access to that online as well. Okay, Denzel McCampbell, candidate for Detroit City Clerk. It was really great to have you here on Detroit Today and to talk about your campaign. Good luck in the rest of the time before the elections. And uh, let's hope that Election Day goes pretty smoothly here in the city of Detroit. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Before we take a quick break, I want to talk just a little about the current clerk of the city of Detroit, Janice Winfrey, and not necessarily her performance as clerk, but the fact that she has not come out onto this program or onto many others or agreed to a debate with Denzel McCampbell to talk about the performance that she has done over many years and why she should be retained as clerk. It's not just an unfortunate gap in the campaign. It's a disrespectful action to be taking against Detroiters. People here deserve to hear from their public officials, the elected folks who run government in this city, about what they do. And in advance of elections, when we're making decisions about our future and theirs, that, that kind of appearance is doubly important. We have reached out many times to Janice Winfrey, to have her come on to Detroit Today to talk about her performance, to talk about why she thinks she should still be the clerk of the city of Detroit. And she has said a flat no. I don't think that's acceptable. I don't think Detroiters should find that acceptable. And I think it is way past time that we address this in a way that might take some of the agency away from elected officials in making the decision about how they're held accountable in this way. Lots of different ideas, lots of different possibilities for doing that. This is not really the time to do it because we're very close to an election. But I think we all ought to make a pledge together to make sure that this kind of thing doesn't go on in the future. You've got Janice Winfrey refusing to talk to just about anybody about her candidacy. You have Mayor Mike Duggan refusing to uh, go to a debate with Anthony Adams, his challenger. This is not the way to run a democracy. This is not a way to respect citizens and voters. We can do better, and we should. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to change the subject here. We're going to talk about the, quote, unwritten rules of black TV with the Atlantic staff writer, Hannah Georges. She has written a piece as part of the Atlantic's Inheritance Project titled, Not Enough Has Changed Since Sanford and Son. Really provocative title. We'll hear from her what she means when we come back. Stay tuned for more Detroit Today. (laughs) 